Hey, welcome back to another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed with Thaddeus and Evan, where we have good conversations with good people, and any good conversation worth having is worth having drunk. I think we're drunk at this point. I mean, we had Ishmael Valdez on the show. I mean, we didn't have to be drunk to have Ishmael Valdez on the show. He's just a great person. But we went right into the hottest topic of the moment and of the flavor of the flavor of the day was our membership's dead. We spent the first half of the show talking about that. But we also got into some other things like what are the seven steps for the customer journey? I also thought that was a pretty key thing of the show. Not to take away from the memberships, the dead part. Spoiler alert, I don't think they're dead, but somebody else might. So tune in. Ishmael dropped some golden nuggets. A very, very passionate person within the trade. You are not going to want to press skip on this episode at all. Enjoy the show, guys. We are live again, coming from Las Vegas, and we've been calling it wrong the whole time. It is Profit Rocket, not Service <laughs> Rocket, because apparently, with our last guest on there, he told us that he couldn't do it because it was trademarked. So, uh, <laughs> a week before, a week before, a week before. So, changed it all to Profit Rocket. But today we have Ishmael Valdez back on the show. It's been a hot minute since you've been on, and you've been at the center. Let's get right to it. You've been at the center of a little bit of controversy lately. All the shit talk I've been doing, huh? <laughs> uh, well, you made a post, so let's you know that that memberships are dead, and it caused quite a controversy. Let's talk about it. Why do you think memberships are dead? Hey, first of all, let's address that post, dude. The next generation of contractors are asking why memberships are dead. The old generation of contractors are asking, he's stupid, are saying he's stupid. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So that's the difference between the, the old generation and the next generation. Like, when somebody posts something, you don't have to fucking slaughter their throat and be like, you're a piece of shit. You don't know what you're talking. Like, bro, let's talk about it. Right. Why are memberships then? Right? Before I start, Tommy, I fucked you up on stage. Thank you. <laughs> uh, second thing. Let's tag him. Uh, let's tag him. Uh, Tommy, you fucking suck. Uh, anyways, let's talk about it, right? Why memberships are dead. Memberships are dead because nine, that's a 1980 model that Ken's been trying to innovate for years and years and years. And we had this discussion with Ken Goodridge yesterday. Nobody's accounting for them properly. Nobody in the industry is accounting for properly. And every single one of you guys out there is not making profit on your memberships. You're not. You're charging 20, 30 bucks a month or 300 bucks a year to send a technician out there twice a year. Like it's costing you freaking labor. It's costing you parts. It's costing you. It's costing you wear and tear on your trucks. It's costing you an opportunity. It's costing you everything. Right. So the last three years, private equity came in here. Now, one fucking transaction in the whole industry. OK, listen to what I'm going to say. Now, one fucking transaction in the whole industry has been affected by a membership. Let that sink in for you guys. Not one transaction has been affected by memberships. When I sold NextGen, they didn't say, how many members do you have, Ishmael? I had like fucking 1800, 1900 members. I got the record deal in the industry. Those He's okay. not in the HVAC industry. He's not in the so he don't, he don't even count. Tommy, you don't even count. Okay, so anyways, so dude, transactions have been done. Hundreds and hundreds of transactions have been done. Now one fucking private equity gives a fuck about your memberships. You know what they care about? That's all it's based on, okay? So let's figure out a way to increase EBITDA without affecting your operation, okay? And that's what I'm saying. Memberships are there because the memberships affecting your, your operation. Yeah, all these, you know, I don't want to call them old timers. The past generation has been saying, well, it puts a, it puts a barrier on the client and it's loyalty. It's a, loyalty went out the door when this motherfucking phone came out, okay? Did you guys listen to what I said? Loyalty came out, went out the door when this phone came out. 20 years ago, the memberships worked because guess what? Fucking took you all fucking day, all day to get one contractor to your house. So you called the guy that you were a member with. 
You know why they don't call do that anymore? Because if you don't go the time that the customer wants you to go, or you don't have time, or whatever the fuck it is, they'll call another contractor. A hundred, dude. You'll go and yelp, put an HVAC in Anaheim, push one button, twenty fucking contractors pop out. You could have all of them within thirty minutes at your doorstep. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So back to the private equity. Back to the memberships. The reason why membership memberships are there, they're not creating MRR, and that's why we came up with the, the thermostat called Nuve. Nuve is the first thermostat to connect the consumer to the CRM, okay? And we're not calling memberships. We're not calling them memberships. We're going to call them monitoring fees. True MRR, no labor attached to it. You know why ADT is worth so much? You know why Netflix is worth so much? You know why all these people are worth so much freaking money and they're getting 20, 30, 100 X multiples on their EBITDA because they're a technology-based company with true MRR, monthly recruiting revenue. Your monthly recruiting revenue has labor attached to it. It's not a monthly recruiting revenue. Do you understand that? A monitoring fee on a thermostat, that's MRR. If you can get a thousand people to pay 20 bucks a month with no labor attached to it and call it a monitoring fee, that's true MRR. You know what that's going to do to your multiple? You know what that's going to do to private equity? You know what that's going to do when, when you decide to sell your company? That's all I'm saying. It's not that you should stop tomorrow and do it. I'm just saying that's the old way to do it. And if you want new results, you guys want to get paid more on your companies, you guys want to make more money, it's that. Why the thermostat came out is because I was fucking tired, okay, of hiring 20, 30, 50 CSRs to be outbounding all goddamn day, all day. And these people don't answer their call. You got to leave 100 voicemails. The fucking CSR is almost falling asleep saying the same shit over and over. Okay, the customer you show up and they're like, let me guess, you're going to sell me another air scrubber. Let me guess, you're going to sell me something else. Every time you guys come out here, you guys sell me something. That's why we came up with Nuve. Nuve will be able to display ads on the thermostat and customers will be able to click a button, technician show. It's click to tech. That's what I'm calling it. Click to tech. Click a button, technician shows up out of your thermostat. Okay, guess what? If you need calls, the one thing that they always go that they always see is their thermostat, right? If you need calls, you got a technician, two technicians, a technician in Huntington Beach, he's got two calls. You install 200 thermostats there, and they haven't been serviced in three months, four months, fucking popping out on their thermostat. Service needed. Service needed. Guess what it's going to do? It's going to create that third call for the technician. Guess how much it's going to cost you? Nothing. The one question that I have on popping that up, though. And having an ad go on there is you might get there's going to be some businesses that are going to do it ethically yep. and there's some businesses that are going to go rogue with it and they're going to be like yep. fuck it let's just send it out to everybody and like how do you control the efficacy of doing something like that where you can where the ser- the unit might not need service dude so what you guys need to monitor is your reviews when people start talking shit that you guys are popping too many ads on the thermostat they're going to go online and say hey you guys are annoying us with your ads like as an owner you guys need to keep your pulse on that only service the people that you need. Anything six months hasn't been serviced when it's heating season about to come in, right? Guess what that's going to do? Listen to what I'm going to say, okay? Because it's going to cut your fucking warranties in half. 90% of your warranties are going to fucking go away. Guess what it's going to do? Therm- he- We're about to hit heating season, right? You haven't serviced those heaters in six months, a year, whatever it is. You pop an ad in there and you grab all those fucking warranties. You turn on that heater before the fucking actual, before the actual unit turns on. Now you're not, you know, in 20 degree weather with half of your staff running warranties because everybody turned on their war- their heater at the same time. But you know what they're ignoring? You know what you guys are doing is doing a phone, doing an email, doing a direct mail. But your membership, like everything gets spammed out. Your fucking emails aren't getting read. Your voicemails aren't getting. You know what they won't ignore is their thermostat because they need it.
that was the idea behind it. Another the cool thing it does. Ready for this? This is for all the owners. Geolocation on the thermostat. As soon as the thermostat pops up, it'll tag to the Wi-Fi and it'll send an alert back to your app, which is tied to service time, saying, hey, this thermostat turned on on 1227th Street in Huntington Beach. We don't have this customer registered to your database. Somebody stole a fucking thermostat from you. Somebody's doing a side job on you. Geolocation attached all the way to the CRM. Okay, you will be able to see every fucking thermostat getting turned on every single day, every single week. Okay, you'll be able to organize them however you want to organize them. If there's faults in the thermostat, you can organize them by that. And those are called warranties. Start triggering those freaking thermostats so you can go out there and service them and cut your warranties in half. Dope shit. <laughs> I'm so fucking, I'm so dope. They should call me yay. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's what I meant when memberships are dead, man. Don't right, take yeah. my post too fucking. <laughs> There's so much shit to the service that you seriously? Exactly, right. man. Let's have fun. You're still creating the revenue. You're just not having the expenses behind it. So it's, still, it's just a different way of spinning it and looking at it. A hundred percent. So a hundred percent. We want control of the customer. Okay. We want more control of the customer. The only way we could do that is with things that they use, their phone and the thermostat, right? When I look at a business owner, the two main things that they are responsible for is innovation and, and marketing. Of course. I a hundred percent agree. And that is absolutely what this is doing is it's taking an old idea, innovating. Yes, sir. And making it better and including marketing within it. Exactly, man. So now you're cutting marketing costs. Now you're cutting labor on CSRs and dispatching because they're dispatching out of the thermostat or their phone. Now you're like actually increasing efficiency inside the business. Right. Now you're creating more profit. Your EBIT is going up. Your multiples are going to go up. You're a technology-based company. That's all I'm doing, man. I'm trying to make you guys fucking richer. I'm rich enough. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I talk so much shit, guys. If you're not used to this shit, man, there's one thing about me. I fucking talk shit all day long because I'm having fun, man. You guys are taking this shit too serious. That's it. That's it. Amanda, I love you. Last year at this event. She ignored you. Did you see that? She just Amanda, I love you. <laughs> Last year at this event, you closed it out. And I was pissed off because there was maybe a third of the people at the event in the room. I know. And they, they missed out over. on so much knowledge. Because you sat up on stage and all you did was answer questions. And I pour my fucking heart out to you guys. Nonstop. This energy that you just saw, that's what was there to last year too and was there earlier today too. You bring so much value to the industry. It's phenomenal. Some of the things that I wrote down from last year was reversing engineering the customer experience. Right? Yes. God damn, man. If you're a fucking owner out there and you're listening to me, I went in there and I told everybody once a month, I want you to call your CS. I want you to call your company and act like a customer. And I want you to go through the customer experience yourself. Don't fucking do what Tommy does. I have somebody do, do it for me. Okay, no. You fucking pick up that fucking phone in prime season and slow season, wherever at once a month, I want you to call your, your own company and act like a customer. And I want you to go from booking the call all the way to collecting a payment. Okay, use your fucking cousin's house, use your aunt's house for whatever I care. Just make sure that you go through the whole customer experience and whatever you find out didn't go right to your taste. Modify it. Okay, modify. Put yourself in the shoes of a consumer. And I guarantee you, I'm fucking telling you because I've been doing this shit forever. I guarantee you, you will fine tune the machine 
Oh, fuck. I don't like how the way they answered me. Oh, they left me on hold too much. Oh, shit. The technician showed up late. Oh, this. They didn't tell me they were like all those little gaps you're finding that nobody's paying attention to because everybody's running 100 miles an hour trying to chase a dollar. You're slowing down the customer experience. You're actually fine tuning the machine. Customer experience is going to be the new battleground. Uh, it it, yes, it definitely is. Right. When you can in reverse engineering it to say, OK, well, what do I want? If I were a person calling this company, what would I want to see be things that help me out? and do right for me and it's just it's a better way to approach it because now you can then create some loyalty because they've had a great positive experience and they're going to remember that company name yes sir hell yeah man yeah, dude i love these fucking questions you guys are fucking dope too. <laughs> dude, i love these questions you have your seven steps to the customer journey yes sir do you want to run through them uh, customer experience, dude. I'm first off, when you pick up the phone, you teach the CSRs, don't sound like a fucking robot. Okay. Pick up the phone. Thank you for calling next generation. How can I help you? Boom, boom, boom. Hey, how's your day going, man? Hey, dude, there's a dog in the background. What, I got a dog. Like, Hey, where do you live? Whittier. Oh, I grew up in Whittier. Like, so that's the initial part of the customer experience, making sure that we started off properly. Second part of the customer experience is dispatching, dispatching the proper technician, the proper sales guy, the proper guy based on personality, based on logistics, based on getting there. Dude, the one thing that we do at Nexion really well is that we get to people faster than anybody. That's part of the customer experience. Do you guys think that a customer is going to wait two weeks for your freaking technician to get there when it's 100 degrees outside? Fuck no. Nope. Of course not, man. So fix that shit. Customer experience is dispatch, is answering the phone properly, dispatching them properly, getting to the customer. We touch the customer three different points. When a job is sold between the job it's sold to the job is collected, the customer service rep from the customer fulfillment center, they're calling the customer, hey, Gustavo's on his way. Da, 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 da. He's going to be doing this. Da, da. Gustavo reiterates the same thing that the CSR did. The sales, the project manager shows up with the install crew to the customer's house and they hash out anything that the sales guy might have missed on the contract or whatever it is. So when they show up, everything's in synchronization. 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. around that time, another customer fulfillment rep calls in and says, how's everything going? How's Gustavo communicating with you? Hey, did you want me to deliver a message to him? I know they're busy, but I could always text them something. I could always tell them, hey, you guys need to pick up that. Hey, don't forget to fucking pick up all those screws you left on my driveway. At the end of the customer experience, hey, I just want to make sure Gustavo's about 30 minutes away from finishing. We want to make sure that everything's fine. Did he clean after himself? Do you have any feedback that we need to get back with Gustavo? By the way, Gustavo's the lead foreman in the job, the lead installer in there, right? So they talk to the customer again. They make sure everything's fine, right? Now the payment's about to go process. Hey, thank you for your business. We appreciate it. We're here if you need us anything. And then financing comes in, right? Hey, was there anything else we could have done? So everybody in the company, in the customer culture, touches the customer. I'm going to tell you one thing right now, okay? And this is probably five, 10 years down the line. Whoever doesn't touch the customer direct, you guys need to automate that. That's how you're going to become the next Tesla model, the most efficient company in the world, okay? Whoever doesn't touch the customer direct, listen to what I'm going to say. Whoever doesn't have direct contact to the customer has to be replaced by technology. They probably Look, I'm sorry to say it, AP, AR, CFOs, controllers, like you guys are probably not CFOs. You're a control, like all those people that are just chasing POs, chasing, chasing paper, like all those things, they have to be automated. If you're not touching the customer, if you're not touching the customer drag, it has to be automated. That's how we're going to make this industry innovative. Love it. And that's how you can become more profitable as an organization without yes, having sir. to jack up your prices to a point that customer can't afford it, right? Like, I know we talk about pricing and you need to make sure that your prices are in line with the profit. And in order to be able to run a business that is providing the right value to a customer, yep. people will pay for yes. value. Yes. And it's going to get to a point where 
especially with inflation the way it is, systems are going to get priced out for a lot of families. Yes. So how can we become more efficient on the back end? Exactly right there. So that we can be more profitable. Exactly right there. The only way to be able to compete with a mom and pop shop selling them for eight to 10,000 is to be more efficient. Answer is not always increasing the pricing. Right. There's two ways to make money. Increase the price or become more efficient. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to it. If you increase the price, you become more profitable. If you become more efficient inside the operation, you become more profitable. So the name of the game is to become more profitable, right? Because essentially everybody wants to retire from the trades. So let's fine tune the machine and not just listen to the 1980 model everybody's been feeding us. Let's fine tune the machine and become innovative instead of just listening and saying yes. Did you guys see that? I don't know if you guys saw the panel up there. Me, Tommy, Victor, Chris, right? Like, dude, we were arguing on stage. We were debating things on stage. I'm saying memberships are dead. Tommy's saying, I got 10,000 members. Doesn't mean I'm going to bash Tommy and Tommy's a piece of shit. Doesn't mean you guys got to bash me and say, you're stupid. No, it means let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. Okay, let's have a conversation. The 1980 model would have told you, you're doing it wrong. No, let's try it. Let's figure it out. Let's all become one and make the trades a better place to be at. 100%. Last question I have, that mission that you set last time you came on our show around making an impact in the trades, Delivering extreme value. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Wanting to make an impact on, especially disadvantaged youth, right? That's Bringing still my message, homie. That's still my message. So I know it is. And I'm going to tell curious, you again. I'm curious what the impact's going to be now that you've exited from next gen. Now I'm I, even, I know you haven't left. Uh, yes, sir. So let's fuck, dude. God damn it, bro. That's a fucking <laughs> one of the best. That is one of the best questions I've gotten in a while. Okay. Ready for this? I am fucking hyper focused now. Right? Connections running smoothly. We're hitting $105 million, super profitable. We're growing at 96%. I probably go there once a day just to make sure everybody's cool. I smile at people, tell them how amazing they are. I buy them Starbucks. I fucking go to the gas station myself and buy 30 Red Bulls and drop them off at the production. I do all that shit. I'm still going to do that. What this gave me was what the transaction gave me was clarity, focus, and it gave me peace of mind. Now I'm hyper-focused on delivering a message to what you said, Right. I'm never going to stop saying it. The way we impact the industry, the highest impact of the industry is going to be when we change the way we do things. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of telling these fucking 17, 18 year old kids, go to college, go to college, go to college. You got to fucking make give them a choice. Just like these 1980 models. Memberships are the everything. Memberships are everything. Let's can we figure out a different way to do something? Maybe some innovation comes out of this shit. Right. Right. That's all I'm saying. Instead of telling these kids, go to college, go to college. Let's do something about it, man. How about we put the trades in front of them and and give them an option? There's 19, 20, 22 year olds in my company right now that just left high school and they're starting their first year with me. 90, 100, $110,000 a year, their first year in the trades. I got plumbing sales guys making half a milli. Plumbing sales guys, half a milli. You look at them and you're like, what the fuck? Did you just come out of jail or something? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, hey, what the hell? Like, dude, you, you know how to communicate. You're good looking. They're all forms, all sizes. They're, there's not a specific model for it. We want everybody and anybody that's willing to have morals inside the trades and work hard work their ass off they'll make money here and that's all i keep saying instead of me saying it let's all say it. come and fucking join the trades because as soon as we have an influx of labor inside the trades now you guys have options now you guys don't have to conform to that installer being late all the time or that technician not wanting to run the third call or that sales guy fucking being a dick to the seal whatever it is 
You guys don't have to conform because right now we're doing what we can with what we have and we've been doing good. But all I'm saying is imagine if we had an influx of labor. You know why Google's winning and Facebook and Service Titan and all these tech companies and Uber, you know why they're winning? Because everybody wants to work there. Everybody wants to work at Uber. Everybody wants to work. At, everybody wants to become the next technology company. Yep. I want that shit for the trades. And until we change that, nothing's going to change. Amazing. I'm so fucking dope. <laughs> you guys should call me yay from now on. Done. Dude, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on, Ish. Thank you for dropping bombs. Hey, dude, appreciate you. Badass questions. I'm serious. You guys got to listen to these dudes are fucking dope. Somebody asked when you're writing a book, so you'll have to get on writing a book. Journey's not over, man. Journey's yeah. not over. I'm 35 years old. I'm still hustling, man. I'm not nowhere near. First of all, I got to be Tommy because... He's got a fucking record deal coming in. So I got to beat that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Tommy. Cheers. See you guys. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed. Before you go, two quick things. First off, join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HVAC Revealed. The other thing, if you took one tiny bit of information out of this show, no matter how big, no matter how small, all we ask is for you to introduce this to one person in your contacts list. That's it. That's all. One person. So they too can unleash the ultimate HVAC business. Until next time, cheers.